when you hear that music, you feel the goosebumps on your arms. You get all pumped up. You get excited because a new season of NFL Hard Knocks is here. Welcome inside the secret Gibby headquarters in beautiful Belleville, Ontario for Gibby's Football Podcast. I am Zach McGibbon, uh, and I'm, I'm not going to lie to you right now here, folks. We are talking about Hard Knocks. We are going to talk about the Detroit Lions, but... As we're recording this, I am currently watching Alabama versus Texas. And for those that don't know, I am a Texas Longhorns fan. And it is currently 10-10 as we're recording this. And I am losing my mind. And so we may go back and forth on the recording here. I may. This is a live play-by-play going on right here. So not only are you getting a Hard Knocks reaction, a review, but you're also going to get me losing my mind over the Longhorns actually bringing it to number one Alabama. But... Let's not delay any much longer with me. I said I was going to try and find a Lions fan. I was not able to find a Lions fan, mainly on my part because of time and things going on in a busy world of Zach McGibbon. But I'm super happy to have this guy back on. He's the first returning guest on the podcast. My buddy, my pal, Mike Sarkeesian. Mike, how are you doing, buddy? What's up, Gibby? I'm doing good, man. I'm ready to talk about the Lions. You know, you just said you couldn't find a Lions fan, but I think <laughs> I think after watching Hard Knocks, I think I'm a Lions fan now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's been, it was a really, really fun season. Let's just get right into it. Um, the 2022 edition of NFL Hard Knocks, uh, we saw the Detroit Lions. We got to know a little bit more about Dan Campbell. We heard about him, obviously, in that famous press conference about him biting kneecaps and being tough and gritty and now we get to learn a little bit more about the man Dan Campbell and I thought this season of NFL Hard Knocks man like I thought in seasons past you know people would be surprised about this but last year it was the Dallas Cowboys for the Hard Knocks and I actually was not as big of a fan of that Hard Knocks I thought it was actually one of the weaker ones considering the other Hard Knocks we've had and so to me this was a considerable step up from last year and uh and really one of the better ones we've seen in a while I, I thought I thought this was a great season of Hard Knocks. I, I I loved it. Like there's just something about Dan Campbell that just like oh man, this guy does not care where you're where you're from. He does not care about your backstory. He does not care if you're the first overall pick or Mister Irrelevant or an undrafted rookie. If you can play. You're playing for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> yes. We saw that a lot uh, in, in this series. A lot of great Dan Campbell speeches. Words he says that, quite honestly, I don't know what he's trying to say. But he says he it says with some... such passion and conviction. <laughs> he says something about like someone not having a left butt cheek or <laughs> something toes, along those lines. Whatever. Like, just... And like, <laughs> look, coach, I love you, man, but... What? what are you talking what <laughs> yes it's 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 unbelievable it, it's oh, it's really man. just like but but you saw the personality and one of the things that really stuck out in my mind from watching this season of hard knocks is just the the connection he has with his players is just super oh, yeah. apparent uh in, in this one and way more apparent i found than in other years like i i look back to the cleveland browns hard knocks and it's funny to look at that season with the benefit of hindsight because you have Hugh Jackson as head coach. That's the year that he got fired. Then you got Todd Haley as well as the offensive coordinator. And you could see... Who also got fired. Who also got fired. And you could see the tension between the two in terms of determining how the offense is going to go. I mean, you could just see it. And so seeing that and now this, like the coaches seem to be all in sync. Dan Campbell is a 
very clearly a, a leader of that team and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and seems to inspire that team. I mean, I mean, he, he's, he's a guy, I, I have no idea about his play calling abilities. I have no idea about his plays. I have no idea like what his strengths or weaknesses yeah. are, but just from yeah. a pure leader coach perspective, he's a guy that you mentioned that you'd want to play for. Yeah. Um, you know, like I was going to go off of that too. Like, you know, you look at the Belichick's, you look at the Andy Reid's, um, like these guys are like one of the better playmakers or play callers play coming up with the best strategies to, to stop this guy or to shut down this quarterback. Like, you know, like I'm not sure what Dan Campbell, how, how good he is at that, but the guy played, the guy was a a football player. The guy played in the NFL for over 10 years. So so that's one reason why he's able to, to uh, connect with his players a little more. You know, like, um, uh, I think we'll, we'll get to it later, but, like, you know, we both just watched the last episode. Like, that's when the cuts happened. Yeah. And he, you know, every coach in seasons past has looked at their guys and like, yeah, I get it, I get it. But do they do they honestly understand what it like what it feels like to get cut? I'm pretty sure Dan Campbell does. Like, I don't know his full playing history. Mm-hmm. And no offense to him, but especially probably near the end of his career, I'm pretty sure he's got he got cut and released by some teams. So he yeah. does know what that's what that's like. So he was able to console his players a little mo- little better than probably coaches in the past. Yeah. And going back to the coaching staff being in sync, man, the probably the best thing one of the better things from the Hard Knocks was Deuce Staley and um Aaron Glenn, the yeah. defensive coordinator and the assistant head coach. Those two guys are just going at it every episode obviously not in a mean way but like in a friendly competition way like brothers they're yeah. like literally just like brothers fighting which like you know is never serious but like these guys were just yelling at each other back and forth and it's like that was just that's what i'm here for yeah when it comes to hard knocks absolutely and it, it's funny you mentioned dan campbell you know i i am kind of familiar with his playing career because he played for the cowboys at one point he did and he did yeah and he, he was one of the best he was the tight end before jason witten and so he was yeah so so he he knows jason witten has to, has him to thank <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> um but you know you mentioned it uh you look at this coaching staff for the lions and you mentioned a Dan Campbell, a Deuce Staley, an Aaron Glenn, Hank Fraley as the offensive line coach. You've also Mark got- Brunel as Mark Brunel as the quarterback coach. Exactly. All the a lot of these coaches, Antoine Randall L as the wide receivers coach. Yeah. All these a lot of these coaches are former players, um, and so that kind of adds a new dynamic for this team. And you mentioned it uh, in terms of the cuts, and, and and let's go right into those cuts. I mean, we 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 saw guys that they had followed. Throughout the series, they they looked at guys mm-hmm. like Khalil Pimpleton, and also uh, uh, you're gonna have to try and get the pronouncer for the O line because I'm gonna eventually screw it up. I believe uh, it's Obina. They just called him Easy. Easy. I think they just called him Easy. Yeah, Easy. You and, know, so that's what. I was going. Um, yeah, like yeah. It, it, it's seen and seeing these guys like, and and this is one of the great things about Hard Knocks that they're do so well and keeps you invested with the with the show is mm-hmm. they're able to put. The, the human being behind a lot of these guys like Pimpleton yeah. came away super likable uh, in this show Yeah, that you were I like you wanted to see him succeed yeah the one thing with Pimpleton and I kept saying this they kept talking about his speed mm-hmm. and he was a smaller wide receiver and now like 
you know, I, I, you can't make the excuse anymore about, oh, a smaller wide receiver cannot succeed in the NFL. You look at Wes Welker, Tyreek Hill, Julian Edelman, uh, even going back to Wayne Corbett and Steve Largent, man, like the little guys can play. Like, I don't like you can't make up this excuse anymore yeah. about a, a small wide receiver not being tough enough to play in the NFL. Right. But for me, with a guy with that speed, why didn't the Lions try him out as like punt returner? Yeah. Or kickoff returner. Yeah. Like, yeah, maybe he wasn't going to make the roster as a wide receiver, but I was shocked they didn't even give him a shot at like kick returner. Mm-hmm. The guy with that speed in the open field like that, I think he would have fit perfectly. And I, I, I hope that because he ended up signing with the Giants practice squad, um, I hope that's what the Giants see in him because, yeah. like, I think he could really succeed at that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, and so just kind of looking back on on the episode we just recently watched with the cuts, and and you mentioned it with the connection that Dan Campbell has with a lot of these players with with the cuts. I, it was kind of amazing to me, like a lot of the players took the time out of their, you know, they're getting cut, their jobs are, are being changed, but they still took the time to say, hey, you guys have got a great culture growing here. Yeah. Like that's what really kind of clicked for me is like, wow, you know, Dan Campbell's really connecting with a lot of these guys and, um, you know, it, it's it's and again, go, going back, you kind of see these different players that you kind of connect with. We we mentioned Khalil Pimpleton. He's a guy that I think uh, Hard Knocks especially really liked him. They did the whole juggling mm-hmm. stuff. They they went to the <laughs> juggling coach, had him in different yeah. scenarios, and um, you know, we learned about Obina Eze uh, in, in terms of his background and coming from Nigeria. Working from Nigeria, yeah, and learning to play. I mean, that is. Yeah. You could tell he's got he's he's a raw prospect that they're really looking high. And not trying not to cut you off, Gibby, but this is what I love about football now is that remember the scene where it was Eze sitting next to Aiden Hutchinson. Yes. In the in the cold tub. Yeah. Like that's crazy. Eze has I think said he's only been playing football for like the last seven years. Aiden Hutchinson probably like by the time he was able to walk had a football helmet on <laughs> yes that is a football you know like his dad his dad Aiden Hutchinson broke his dad's sack record at Michigan yeah so like he grew up in a football house so like the second that that kid started to walk he had, the, he had shoulder pads and helmet on yeah so to look at these two guys who grew up in totally different lives like literally one guy grew up around the world on the other side of the world kind of i guess (laughs) you know like that's why i love about football now is these two guys from two totally different classes are just sitting are just chilling next to each other having a nice conversation Uh, just a little bit of an update on this texas alabama game (laughs) uh i thought that texas sacked bryce young in the end zone but they're calling they're reviewing for targeting and it does not look like targeting at all and so we're gonna figure that one out. But I got, I, I got it. I think you saw me shake my fist because uh, <laughs> the the Longhorns just had a punt that landed at the one, and the Crimson Tide had to go from the one yard line. It was unbelievable. It was awesome. But we're trying to figure out this targeting call here, and they better not call this targeting because otherwise, I am. I will see. But <laughs> this uh, podcast is over. Yeah, this podcast is over. We're <laughs> wrapping it up. Um. So we'll kind of keep an eye on that. So I may have an audible reaction. We'll see what happens. It is college football. <laughs> we, we, you never know what, Anything what can happen. Anything can happen. Exactly. Um, 
Another guy who kind of highlighted in this uh, was the backup quarterback last year for the Lions, trying to win the backup job this year, and that's uh, Derek Blau. And David uh, Blau. David Blau. My my apologies. I was thinking like David <laughs> David Derek Carr, and for some reason, and yeah, David Blau. Um, mm-hmm. And they showed the the viral clip last year. His wife uh, competed in the Olympics, I believe. Yeah. And yep. so for uh, Colombia, uh, I thought was it was it for the U.S. Maybe, maybe I'm no. Wrong. It, it it wasn't the U.S. I know it wasn't that. Oh, okay, I think gotcha, she's, gotcha. But yeah, but, but but yes, I do remember that. I do remember that. That was a great clip. Like that, like you love seeing stuff like that. Oh, you know? they called him for targeting. Oh, <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Anyways. Was there any hit to the head? Any? Well, the player's the not disqualified. Ah, uh, Sarkeesian is not you. The other Sarkeesian. Yeah, I know my cousin. Uh, yeah, your cousin Steve. <laughs> Uh, he's arguing the call, but oh my god! Ugh. Anyways, sorry. Continue on, Mike. I apologize. I don't remember I'm what I was saying. Because because now I'm we're, ta- we're talking in this. about uh, we were talking about David Blau. Oh yeah, um, yeah, he's a cool guy. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I actually thought he did enough to win the backup. I was actually really surprised when they waived him and then Minnesota plucked him and they had to go out and sign uh, Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. I was a little surprised about that. I really thought he did enough to be the backup. Um, you know, I guess what came down to it was like, not the, you, you hate to really blame it on one guy, but it really came down to him in the first preseason game against Atlanta. Yeah. He botched the snap and all he really had to do was hold on to the ball. Yeah. And, you know, and- you hate to really put it on one guy, but that's, that's how it is. Yeah. And, and they mentioned it in, in, in the episode too, that, they were going to look to put him on the practice squad, see what they could get, uh, if they could get somebody better. Um, and mm-hmm. obviously they were able to find Sudfield, but in finding Sudfield, they lost uh, Blau to the Vikings on the waiver wire. Um, and, yeah. you know, it was, uh, it was, it's, that's kind of the NFL business, man. Uh, it's, it's, uh, wait, what's going on here? Sorry. This is, <laughs> they, did they reverse the call? What's going on here? Uh, I'm not listening to this with any audio, so this is all just like... You're literally waiting for the call. So, okay, so the official rule, there is no foul on the play, but there's also no safety, even though he was tackled in the end zone. Is it just repeat the down? I guess. Repeat down and Uh, nothing happened? I don't know. This is why I hate college football. (laughs) I mean... I hate... I hate college football. I man. mean, I'm, I, I'm, f- I'm feeling the hatred right now, but I mean, listen, it's it's still 10-10. I don't know how the Longhorns and we we scheduled this at the wrong time because we we have no idea. <laughs> like I didn't, I had no idea it was going to be this close. I thought it'd be like 40 to 10 at this point. And, and you were and, able to didn't have to watch the game exactly. And just focus it's, on hard knocks. Now the great listener has this sporadic review of hard docs as I'm trying to watch the with uh, a random Texas Bama game. Yeah, exactly. I just, uh, unbelievable, but I, I, I will try to keep myself contained, but I felt like that t- roughing the passer was pretty big to, to talk. Yeah, about. no, that is uh, so, any football fan is like, that's, that's, that's a make or break play. hundred percent. Well, Texas has the ball. We'll see what happens. But, uh, so yeah, da- David Blau, he goes to the Vikings. He's a guy that uh, they focus on as well. And, um, you know, I was kind of root for him. It was between him and Tim Boyle. They showed Boyle getting cut yeah. and, uh, they showed him getting cut. They showed Devin Funches getting cut. Um, some of the bigger name cuts, uh, there. What a fall from grace Devin Funches right? had, eh? Like yeah. that rookie season was uh, like, 
in this, like in the last six, seven years, that was probably one of the better wide receiver rookie seasons Mm. in a long time. Uh, And then just, yeah, kind of just fell off. Yeah. Had an okay stint in India, I think. Okay is probably the <laughs> best word to use for that. <laughs> by, you know, by comparison, I, think like, I guess sure. You know, maybe I think he had like 300 yards receiving, or I don't know, maybe not even that much. Yeah, but like just okay. And then he made the switch to tight end because he was a, he started out as a tight end. He went to wide receiver, and now he's back at tight end, and he got still got cut. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, competing with a uh, TJ Hawkinson, it's it's uh, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna lose that battle. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be tough. Maybe you could be the number two tight end, but uh, yeah, you mentioned it, it's gonna be tough. But uh, yeah, no, it, it's uh, no, it was interesting uh, just kind of seeing that quarterback battle. They didn't focus on Jared Goff a lot, eh? They 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 talk with him a couple of well, times, but that that's the beauty about hard knocks is they don't usually focus on the starters unless the starter has like this giant personality. Right. Like, a, like, like a Chad Johnson many years ago, like a Chad Cincinnati. Johnson, T.O. Yeah. T.O. Yeah. The, those guys, you know, like Pac-Man Jones is another guy I think of from the Dallas one. Yeah. Um, yeah. They don't focus on that because we all know those names. We all know Jared Goff. We all know uh, TJ Hawkinson. We all know yeah. Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, Frank Ragnow. We all know those these guys. We don't yeah. know uh, Pimpleton. We don't know uh, Easy. We don't know Tim Boyle. Right. The guys so, that are like, trying to grind through and, and try and make an NFL yeah. roster. And 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 again, that's why why I love the Hard Knock Show. It, it just kind of highlight highlights then, those guys. You know, I remember back at the um, the the Jets one, which the Jets one is still my favorite. Yes, Hard Knocks. That's, I that am a diehard diehard Patriots fan, and even I say like that <laughs> Jets one is like I love that. Yeah. I am not the biggest Rex Ryan fan, but he had some great quotes. They played the New York Giants in that preseason when Victor Cruz had his insane game in the preseason. Yeah, I know Pre-salsa it wasn't focused Victor on the Cruz, I believe too. Yeah, so like he was, he, dude was rocking number three, the <laughs> yes. jersey number three. Yeah, in a preseason game. Yeah, this guy was not supposed to become what he became, and this is why I love. I know that it wasn't focused on the Giants, but I still remember that time. And next thing you know, it Victor Cruz turned into the salsa dancing, touchdown catching machine, and he just loved to see it. You just love to see those guys win. You know, like I love the underdog story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Speaking of underdogs, Texas Longhorns just kicked a field goal, and so it is 13-10 Texas. Let's go. And they will lose 46-13. No, hook them, Mike. Hook them. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting there. 13-10 for the Texas Longhorns. <laughs> um, yeah, this is going to be incredible audio. But uh, we, we, you mentioned one of the names you mentioned there, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, he got a lot of focus in the first episode, but then afterwards he kind of like, I don't want to say faded away, but he would show up every once in a while. And yeah, I mean, that kind of falls into what I was just talking about. The yeah. starters, you know, like yeah. we all know the story by Ian Hutchinson. Right. And so it was kind of cool to kind of, you know, learn a little bit more about him. And, and obviously you mentioned he's got this uh, fam, his family is in football, you know, it, yeah. it bro- broke his dad's sack record and at Michigan. And, and obviously in the case of Detroit, a hometown guy that wants to succeed. Yeah. Um, so, like, I, you know, the one thing that actually made me question Aiden Hutchinson for a second 
watching this guy in practice and watching him in the first two preseason games, guy's a dog. The guy is going to be a good player. But I then watched the third preseason game where he played like, I don't know, three quarters or something. Yeah. And that by the end of his time, he was, he was slowing down and he wasn't, that motor was not kicking. Yeah. So, and they showed that. Play- they they showed that yeah. in Hard Knocks. They showed him like being like, "Oh man, they don't, I'm tired. I'm, I'm they exhausted." They don't pull punches, man. They no. don't pull their punches. No. So now it's like Canadian Hutchinson play a full seventeen game season every down because they're not going to ask him to just be a third down pass rusher. Yeah. They're going to want him to be there, and he can play the run. He's not just a pass rusher. Yeah. He's able to play the run. He's able to diagnose the the play, and he has great vision. You can't teach vision. Okay, that was the one thing. As a, uh, you know, like I, I'm planning on uh, potentially getting back into coaching, and my dad's been my coach ever since I've been playing. Nice. And the one thing you cannot teach is vision. No. Whether it's for a running back, a quarterback, a defensive end, linebacker, you'll never be able to teach someone vision. Yeah. And he has it, but can he do it for four quarters, seventeen games a season? Yeah. And that's gonna be key we'll for Aiden Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and one of the highlights, of course, I mean, with Aiden Hutchinson in his series was him singing Billy Jean in front of the oh. whole Lions squad. <laughs> I mean, it was, I mean, the, the amazing part about that scene wasn't the fact that he sung Billy Jean. It was more yeah. the fact that it was like, it wasn't the best son version of Billy Jean, obviously. I mean, it's going to be very hard to match <laughs> Michael Jackson's vocals you know, one oh. of the greatest, if not the greatest pop singer of all time. You yeah. know, it's going to be pretty tough to match the vocals. <laughs> but just how, like, hyped up the Lions were during that and oh, getting invested man. in it. And I guess it was just the commitment by Hutchinson to go all the way with Billie Jean that, I mean, that scene, like, it's... it's And it's his, it's his sack dance, too. Like, <laughs> yes. You, you, you love it. You yeah. love to see it. Yeah, this, this is, uh, again, another tremendous scene uh on hard knocks and so uh look, other man, oh sorry go ahead look you're if you're a packers bears vikings fan even you guys got to be rooting for the lions a little bit yeah after after watching <laughs> hard knocks yeah absolutely um another player uh that was highlighted in hard knocks was a guy i i found uh quite interesting craig reynolds uh i was yes the, i was just about to bring him up the third string running back uh yeah for, for the lions uh very interesting backstory and yeah. I, I, it was he was a guy that like I was watching a lot. I was really hoping uh, that he would make the team, and mm-hmm. and you know it, the thing that that's again we're we're praising Hard Knocks a lot here, but it's just the, the just tremendous cinematography and the and story building that they do, especially on such a short notice. But being able to latch on to these guys, and you know even if you're just a casual football fan, you're just seeing these guys that are trying to make it. And, and and just be like, man, get get on this team. And like, you don't watch any training camp footage of them. They could be the worst player on the field. But the way that Hard Knocks is able to find some highlights and get you to to invest in these people. I mean, Craig Reynolds <laughs> was a guy that I was looking at. It was and they were showing clips of, of the coaching staff being like, oh, the, the guys love Craig Reynolds. Like he he embodies grit and that's our team. You know, we're grit. And and, and you know, I love this guy, but this other running back that we have, uh, you know, he's he fits the talent wise. But, you know, this guy's got grit, blah, blah, blah. And. You know, they showed that really. I thought one of the better scenes of this, the the show was him talking to his brother 
over the iPad, uh, his incarcerated brother. Yeah. And, 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 and they kind of did it like a twist. Like they, he was talking with his brother on the iPad, but they didn't show it. And you think then they dropped the bomb. Exactly. And then, you know, they, you, you, they're kind of showing, you think it's just another interaction with family members, but then they dropped the bomb. No, like this is his brother. That's currently in jail right now for the past 10 years. Right. And (laughs) it's not getting out anytime soon. No. You know, like he, this man is, unfortunately incarcerated for probably the rest of his life yeah and so it 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 was a very hitting scene uh yeah and 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 you kind of like and and you kind of respected the mentality of uh of reynolds in terms of you know keeping on moving forward like that was something that his brother told him he his father as well and so craig reynolds really came away to me as a guy that you kind of rooting for and 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 somebody who's had so much hardship uh through his life a, a mentor and his older brother you know, he loses his mentor to uh, uh, a heinous crime, but you, you wanted to see Craig Reynolds succeed. Um, so uh, Craig Reynolds, another guy that uh, uh, people were really, I, I think, came away really well. And of course, uh, made that 53 man roster. Um, another player yeah. I want to highlight here. Um, Wait, is it who I, I is it who I think you're going to say? Rodrigo. Rodrigo. <laughs> Malcolm Rodriguez. Man. Um, he, he was, he was, uh, he was an interesting character, uh, that they, he, and they, and we followed along with, with Rodrigo throughout, uh, the show, a sixth round pick for the lions and a guy sixth round pick, I think out of Oklahoma state, I think you'd be correct. Um, you know? and, and, and it's funny cause it's like, you know, he, you look at him and he is a smaller linebacker, but he has pop at least from what they showed in, uh, on the hard knocks. Like he's not afraid to go in and, and pop somebody. Right. And yeah. so, uh, and, and so, uh, that was also fascinating to see a guy like you think, oh, he's just you know a late round pick trying to get on the roster. Maybe he makes the practice squad. No, not only does he make the roster, he's in contention for a starting role. And he is gonna start. Yeah. I'm calling it right now. This guy's gonna start and could potentially make like the all rookie team. Yeah, he's if that- this keeps up because like. And, you know, like you just said, he's a smaller guy, but like I call BS on, I said it about, I was talking, when I was talking about Pimpleton, I call BS on that now. Right. You look at guys like Sam Mills. Yep. Or John I think Randall London, on the defensive line. John Randall on the defensive line. I think uh, London Fletcher was a smaller linebacker. Yep. yep. Like these guys are Hall of Famers who were put down because of their size or their height actually right everything else was perfect yeah so like i'm not look i am not saying at all that malcolm rodriguez is a hall of famer i do not <laughs> want th- i do not want people to think that i'm saying that i'm not okay <laughs> but same thing about pimpleton i'm not saying he's a hall of famer because the right. guys i was mentioning were our hall of famers yeah but like i hate it i hate it when coaches and gms scouts whatever do this yeah Oh, this guy can run a force. Uh, uh, guy's a linebacker, runs a four six, can bench press, can do twenty five reps on the bench, can do the the uh, the, the three cone drill perfectly. Had one hundred and twenty eight tackles in college. Yeah. Oh, but he's five ten. Right. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Next, you know, like, yeah. Screw you guys. Yeah. And that goes to quarterbacks as well. I mean, Drew Brees is is the prime example of that. Uh, Russell Wilson as well. Guys that were considered shorter in frame, but. You look at those guys. I mean, Drew Brees definitely um, going to go in the Hall of Fame. I got another short guy to talk about that we haven't even brought up yet. Eminem made a guest appearance <laughs> in the final episode. Um, <laughs> short good. King. Yeah, the Short King. <laughs> short King of Wrath. 
He's you got know, a beard I, now. Like I, I that kind of threw me off uh, seeing the beard. I like I, I remember <laughs> hearing news about him growing a beard, but I, I it didn't it really didn't hit me <laughs> until it really didn't hit me until they until showed that scene. Yeah, and then and he's go ahead. Know, you you kind of I know he's, he had his hat on, but like you kind of tell that he's kind of like he's not like not like long flowing locks, but like he's kind of <laughs> his hair's kind of growing out a little yeah. bit. Like he's you've always known him as either the short blonde or the short uh, dark hair, like almost yeah. like buzz cut. Type. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love the story where he was like it was like his first. He's like, you know, when you're playing in the park with your friends or on the street with your friends and you throw that ball as far as you can and then you get here and it only goes about 10 yards. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> the next thing they show is Jared Goff like zipping it like yeah. 25, 30 yards. I, I'm not going to lie. And I, Eminem's like, I, that's almost <laughs> as good as me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm not going to lie. I thought they were actually going to cut to like Jared Goff th- throwing like a, a bad pass or something like that. Yeah. Just to like really like that would have really made me laugh. But uh no, they show yeah, they did show Eminem at the end there, uh, in the final and episode the, and, and the, interact with the players. And of course they had to show a scene when they're in the canteen of people grabbing spaghetti, you know? If you know no, anything about spaghetti Eminem. Sandwich looked good though. Uh, that did look good. <laughs> I mean, a lot of carbs, but it looked good. Uh there's, there's a couple of big boys here on this podcast that are looking at, at and oh, we're like mom spaghetti. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll eat that spaghetti. But um yeah, no, I, I think I had to I had to get the Eminem thing in. <laughs> no, of course. I mean, it was it was definitely like that that was a fun little guest appearance and uh, Yeah, and it's like, you know, Dan Campbell said it, man, like Eminem has represented that city yeah. for so long now. And you know, we we've had there's you know, the Red Wings have had success in not recently, but like they got like, you know, uh the nineties and then the early two thousands and then the one cup in the late uh two thousands. Um and then, like the Tigers have always kind of sucked. The, the Lions, yeah. unfortunately, have always kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah. just in um, general. Yeah, I'm missing a team. Oh, the Pistons. Pistons were kind of good at the yeah. beginning of the 2000s. Yeah, mid um, 2000s. Those Pistons teams with Rasheed Wallace yeah. and Ben Wallace and uh, just uh, those those are some solid teams. With no real superstars, were a, was a solid team. You know, right? And um, even though I think Ben Wallace is like criminally underrated, but uh, oh yeah, 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 of course. Um, but and, like, and, you know, there's didn't... those and there's those Pistons teams as well in in the late '80s with Isaiah Thomas and Dennis uh, Rodman was, was there. Yeah, Dennis Rodman was there. For, oh, who is the guy yeah. who, who whose name uh, is the <laughs> uh, oh a Bill Bill Lambeer? Oh my God! Yeah. Uh, everybody so, just like, hates Bill Lambeer. And like you know, like Eminem said it. Like he's like, you guys got a. He said it to Coach Campbell. He's like, you guys got a team. Yeah, he's got a good team now, mm-hmm. and it's hopefully like the Lions and the Red Wings are starting to pick it up. I don't know about the Tigers and the Pistons right now, <laughs> yeah. um, but the Red Wings are starting to pick it up, and like hopefully the Lions can can take some weight off of Eminem's back <laughs> to represent that city, man, because Detroit's dying. Yeah, it I mean, sucks. I mean, they've been saying it, that about Detroit in general for years, but yeah, <laughs> but like they need something, man. They need something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it was just like it was just really cool to see that, like especially like for me, like Eminem's like my favorite my favorite artist. So yeah, like that was just really cool. So you two of the- my favorite things. <laughs> uh, two other players quickly. I wanted to uh, talk about, and then we'll just kind of look at the lines themselves and just see where mm-hmm. they, where they could go. Um, I, 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 I want to look at Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, he, he has an interesting background. His father was a bodybuilder, Mr. Olympia, I believe it was. And, yeah. um, and, uh, 
they talk about like the discipline he has and he was they showed that scene of him uh lifting weights with his brother equinamius i believe that's equinamius st brown yeah um, with the bears yep that's right and uh and you know amon ross st brown he's a guy i mean a lot of people have kind of circled as a as a potential number one uh threat including mike sarkeesian who points at himself on the on the call picked him in fantasy baby oh there you go <laughs> that's right did you pick him in our fantasy league fantasy yes, league that I, we're in? yes i did yeah and, and oh, oh yeah by the way uh stealing uh uh <laughs> I'm, I'm still mad about J- that jacoby i yeah. mean i okay here okay i know we gotta get back and i know we don't want to take too long with this but no, i gotta trade i gotta trade for you you really want Jacoby Myers, right? I didn't say I really wanted him. I you just want Jacoby Myers. <laughs> okay, what's the trade? I'll, I'll listen to a trade. I mean, offer. Jacoby Myers for Jamar Chase, one for one, I okay. think is a fair oh, trade. Come on. Okay, I'm not, even, <laughs> I'm not even entertaining that. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. I'm not even entertaining anyways, that Anyways, anyways. Okay. Uh, no, uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, he's a guy that a lot of people have pegged as a potential number one breakout. And, uh, yep. and, and, and he's somebody, a lot of people are looking at. So it was kind of cool to kind of see his background in terms of, of, of the, his training and, and his father instilling a whole lot of discipline in him. Let me yeah. tell you that. Um, and then they had that really nice scene uh, at that art museum and the which, Van Gogh exhibit. Exactly. And so fun fact, me and my girlfriend did that in Ottawa. Oh, really? <laughs> the same thing. Oh, the same thing. Exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, exact same go. thing. There you go. And, uh, his mother's from uh germany too so it's like speaking some and like the guy can speak german deutsch and (laughs) so it's like this guy is like he's got everything he needs to to, he's got the discipline and he's got the but then he also has the like the love for like art stuff and and practicing you know like art and football like the the practice part of it is very similar like painters paint and get better at their craft and the wide receivers need to do the do that the same do the same thing to get better at what they do you know so it's like he's got like the perfect of both worlds and this guy can turn into a number one wide receiver on any team 100 percent, absolutely and uh last player i want to highlight here uh the defensive back they drafted him in the seventh round and a uh, chase lucas who uh they showed as well just like it was kind of funny. Kind of reminds me of like me when I try to get reassurance that I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I, I, I just keep on going. And I just keep so, so I'm doing good, right? Like we're all cool. Like, like I'm yeah. Not, like that was that was what uh, Lucas was like here. He was going to his coaches like, so I'm not getting cut, right? Like I'm doing good. Like I'm gonna make the team, right? He's like, yeah, just keep doing your thing. It's yeah, like, just, 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 just tell me, like. Like I am making the team, right? And blah, blah, blah. oh no, don't worry, you're 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 on the right path. And blah, blah blah. So am I getting cut here? Like what's going on? You know, like <laughs> yeah, that, that was pretty. That that was some entertaining stuff. But they showed some yeah, of the highlights as well from his preseason. The the dropped int in that same game uh, against the Falcons yeah. and um and and him being able to make up for it. Uh, he makes the roster. Um, he's yeah, good for him. He, he's certainly, he certainly came across at least in this show that he, uh, is determined to make the team and determined to, uh, uh, to be great. Not, not just, you know, be a starter, but just be great. And so be great, um, next great defensive yeah, back. Yeah. And like, you know, they, they played him at, at, I think slot corner. I saw him there the most, like, especially like not with the starters, but like, Near the end. you know like that that weird moment weird time when like the starters are kind of coming out of the game and they're starting to put in that time of the game he plays like i think he, they had him at like slot corner mm-hmm. 
He's obviously like a, he could play outside too. Yep. So like he could see a lot of that this season. Yeah. You know, and you know, he had that dropped interception, but he made, like you said, he made up for it. Did you see that interception he made in practice? Yeah. They showed oh, in the, the, the oh, that, that was very good. Like that's the potential that 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 kid has. Yeah. And, you know, and, like and, he and went he, up for it, and he and he's on a team where uh, I'm trying to remember the the defensive back that the Lions drafted uh, in the first round, but Jeff Okuda, yes, from um, Ohio State. Guy hasn't played; has been there for f- like three or four years. hasn't I think has played like five games. <laughs> yes, that's right. Um, I don't like calling when injury play effect. I don't like calling guys busts. Right. But unfortunately, he's going down that path. He's he's on that path, yeah. And it's but I I think this Lions defense in general like uh, looks pretty Underrated. solid. And 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 you know I guess we'll see with Aaron Glenn. But uh, it was kind of funny because I was just seeing all these, you know, the coach we were mentioning earlier about all these a lot of these coaches are former players. You know, Hank mm-hmm. Fraley, offensive line coach, Antoine Randall is the wide receivers coach, and Mark Brunel. And I'm looking at these guys, and I'm like, man, I played these guys in Madden in 2005 like i used to switch antoine randall to quarterback after that big play uh that he in the had super with bowl? the steelers in the super bowl i used to think is like oh my god he's not being used as a quarterback i'm gonna switch him in madden 06 <laughs> to be the new quarterback ben roethlisberger gets kicked out of the way i think ben, big ben who yeah exactly <laughs> the new starting quarterback is antoine randall tommy maddox i think got cut uh, on that roster i think that was the backup at that time maybe charlie batch but it was like I was just seeing that, and then Brunel. Obviously, I was like, I was like, Mark Brunel. I like from those Jacksonville days. <laughs> yeah, like, he took the Jacksonville Jaguars in their second season to the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and that was a what? really good. That was a really people good were impressed by the Vegas Golden Knights going to the Stanley Cup final, and rightfully a few so. Years ago, so Mark Brunel took the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> yes. But they had a really good receiving core that time. It was Keaton McCardell and Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith, and you mentioned it. It's just like, and I think I think Fred Taylor was there as I a running he, back. I I think in the late nineties, not quite yet. Was he I not there that. yet? I okay. definitely early two thousands. He was there. But there's yeah. another guy that like if he wasn't playing for Jacksonville, he's a guy who's way more remembered as a great uh, running back, super underrated. Yeah. Okay, so he started in '98, so I think he was just at the he's tail end, tail, the tail end of that yeah stretch. But I, I I seem to remember them having another guy that I, I just the name I can't even see the number. Like, I can't even tell you what is. Um, but like, what a team! Tony Baselli at left tackle. Oh, like, let's yeah. give a shout out to the old lineman. Yeah. You, you got to get your line shout out. Finally, a Hall of Famer. Yes. Oh, we were. We, we've both been preaching for Baselli to go in for years. Oh man. So happy and to see time. Tony Baselli get in there. Um. So no, yeah, it, let's 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 sort of wrap up our final thoughts here on the uh, on this hard knocks Detroit Lions uh, season. Mm-hmm. Um. You know. Oh, actually, before you even do that, I got to bring up Jamal Williams. How can I forget Jamal Williams? Oh. Um. He's a guy that what we always mouth. knew. Yeah. The, the the guy that we always knew had some character um, and got to highlight that again this year. Um, and I think the big scene that kind of uh, people took away from that was in the huddle when they were just about to break down. Um, just Williams just laying his heart out being like, he's, he's tired of losing. He, this was, was not the season that they wanted last year and they want a better season this year. Um, you just come away with a guy that's super passionate about this team and, 
and and wants to see this team succeed, especially with this new coach, uh, with this coaching staff. Yeah, uh, and the that the scene with the joint practice against Indy. Yes, and like that was crazy. Like it, like I'm all for a guy, you know, like talking the talk and walking the walk. Mm. But even at some parts, I was like, "Shut, shut the hell up, man!" <laughs> Get okay. You made the catch. Say rah rah. Look yeah. at the guy. Pound your chest. Now get back in the huddle, you know, like I get it. I get it. You want to, um, you know, you want to put passion into your team, but something just happened in the Texas game that I need to know. What oh, just it's just, uh, Texas has the ball. They're in They're They're, uh, it's second down. It's not goal quite yet, but they're pretty close to the end zone. And I thought that was a face mask. Ah, uh, <laughs> it was a good running play. I thought he was going to go into, uh, Oh, that was definitely a face mask. They just showed the replay. <laughs> How did he not get called? God, what's... Oh, these refs letting the Crimson Tide... Uh, whatever. Don't you love the SEC refs? Man, oh, these Don't SEC Don't you love refs. those refs? Well, I, those... I as a Texas fan, I had to see these... these uh, uh, Was it the Big 12 refs? It's just like... It, like, they are worse. But uh, uh, I cannot believe there was no face mask on that. It, it was His head literally looked like it got decapacitated. Decap- I can't even talk. Oh, decapitated something. decapitated yeah my speech has been decapitated after that Jeez. but uh oh, well man. they're 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 close though they're at i looks like they're at the 10 uh and so in alabama's uh side of the field so we'll see they it's thir- it's still 13 10 and the fourth quarter is underway so this is exciting man this is this is very exciting i cannot believe that texas even with a backup quarterback is bringing it to alabama Oh, come on. Okay. It's just right at the line of scrimmage. But, um, all right, back to the hard knocks as I try to compose myself. <laughs> um, I cannot believe that wasn't a face mask. But, um, fourth and four, it looks like they're going to go for a field goal. But, uh, yeah. 16 10. 16. Hey, you know what? I'll take it. 16 10. <laughs> the fact that we're leading, leading the Crimson Tide, the, the number one team in the nation. Texas is Texas even, ranked. I don't even think Texas is ranked. I mm. thought they were ranked when they started the season, but I guess not. Let's go. So, yeah, they're not ranked. So, I thought that for sure they were at least 25. But, you know, that maybe yeah. that's just maybe that's just me not not as huge of a as a of a college football fan as a, as a, as, a, yeah. as an NFL fan, but uh, they just made the field goal, so it is 16-10. But 16-10, uh, it, it should be 19-10 because they missed a field goal. Uh, in the second, like a 20 yarder, a 20 yard field goal. And they just shanked it to the left. And it was just before we started and I had to scream a little bit, but, um, <laughs> so, so let's, let's talk about the lions. I I'm going to try not to focus on this, on this Texas game. Uh, but let's focusing back. We'll wrap up this hard knocks episode here, but with some final thoughts, you know, it's always funny with these hard knock seasons. Cause when you got a really good season, uh, sometimes you kind of end up rooting for that team that year to kind of to mm. succeed because they do such a good job of building them. And this is the yeah. same for the Lions. And so one of the traps yeah. that I think some people fall into is like, especially when they have a really, really good team or sorry, a really, really good season of hard knocks uh, of the team is that then you get these crazy, like, Oh, they're going to go to the Super Bowl, You know, this okay. is going to go to the, yeah. or, or at least go far in the playoffs or whatever. Right. And then it's like, you know, we are following the four and twelve Chiefs in two thousand seven, right? Like they're not gonna go to the Super Bowl, you know? Yeah. Like, 
but in terms of like your expectations for the Lions, I mentioned them uh, in my episode with uh, Steve Bunda, which you could go back and check on mm-hmm. the NFC uh, predictions. Yes, but but to kind of give uh, your thoughts on the Lions, where you think this team will go? My thoughts on the Lions this season is they will finish a healthy eight and nine this season. You know what? I think that'd they, be improvement for that team as well. That's gonna, that's a great improvement. They're going to go three and three in their division. Uh, the Packers are still the Packers. I know they lost Devontae Adams, but Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. Yep. My dad had to remind me that this morning because <laughs> even I was like, the Packers are done. I don't know why I was even thinking that because yep. they're not. It's Aaron Rodgers. Um, so they're they're you know they're they're gonna lose they're gonna lose to the the Packers both times. They go basically one for one, one and one with the with the Vikings, and then hopefully they should beat the Bears both times. Uh, and then just go through the rest of their uh, their schedule. You know, we just five hundred is the closest, and you know eight nine is the closest thing you can get. They'll they'll be eight nine this uh, no yeah eight nine this season. Jared Goff and Amon Ra St. Brown are going to have a nice, tidy uh, connection. TJ Hawkinson is going to have a probably a Pro Bowl type season. Uh, Penny Sewell also Pro Bowl season. This team is going to have a lot of Pro Bowlers, though. Mm-hmm. Is I, you know, I guess you saw me going there, <laughs> going down that road. Yeah. Um, my question is the two questions I have for this team is the running back situation and the secondary situation. DeAndre Smith could become a great running back. Uh, uh, will, I, think you, I think you said uh, Smith, I th- DeAndre Swift. Swift, sorry. Um, he could become a great running back, but will he? Yeah. And Jamal Williams is not a number one back and love Craig Reynolds to death, but he is not a number one back. No, absolutely not. No. Okay. DeAndre Smith, they're pushing him to be the guy. And watching him in Hard Knocks was like, it's almost like he's just happy to be there. You know, and he's like, I'm in, I'm in the NFL. I don't. Why do I need to push myself more? Right. And I hate putting that label on guys when I, I, we obviously don't know these guys. We, right. We will never meet these guys <laughs> for the rest. You know, like we're never gonna meet these guys. Yeah. But DeAndre Swift is Swift is giving me those type of vibes. Mm. So it's the running running back situation, and then the secondary situation. We talked about the defense, underrated defense. You know. Uh, Charles Harris and Aiden Hutchinson could provide a nice duo tandem uh, pass rusher. Um, Malcolm Rodriguez could, this guy could start at will linebacker this season. He's going to be a hall of famer. You said it on this show. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, I'm going to clip that part. Be like, Mike said that Malcolm Rodriguez. (laughs) What do you think? Um, I don't remember the name of the middle linebacker that they have. His name escapes me right now. But he's a solid linebacker, but the secondary, uh, you know, like I, we just talked about Jeff Okuda. Yep. Guy's been there for three years, has played all of five games. Yeah. Um, you know, got to love Chase Lucas, but you put that guy in for, as a starter right now, he's going to get burned te- out, of, out of 10 routes. He'll get burned 10 times, you know, <laughs> like, uh, or let me be generous, nine times. He'll have the, you know, okay. Wow. But, How so generous this, of you. The secondary is the question. And if that pass rush can, can do their job, then hopefully they won't have to have such a big weight on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. But if in Hutchinson and Charles Harris and the rest of that D line, and obviously linebacking core can't rush the passer, that secondary is going to get exposed and the lions will, they're going to lose because of that secondary. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think the middle linebacker you uh, you were looking for is Alex Anzalone. Anzalone, I believe, is uh, last. I name. think I think so. Yeah. Um, but uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, I look at this Lions squad, and uh, you know, we mentioned Amon Ross St. Brown. He's a potential number one. I like DJ Chark and Josh Reynolds as well uh, on that receiving mm-hmm. core. I think I think they've got some solid receivers there that they could uh, work with. Um, you know, Goff is a guy that I I sometimes. Goff is tough because I think he's got that label where he was only successful because of Sean McVay. So I think for this season, yeah. he's got a young offensive coordinator. Um, a similar situation where there's a young offensive coordinator there. Yeah, Ben Johnson. Yeah. Ben jo- yeah. Yep, Ben Johnson. Uh, not the Olympic sprinter, but uh, the, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. But uh, yeah, young offensive coordinator there. Um, they're going to try and maybe – you're not going to replicate that – that same success with McVay, but you try and get close to it as much as you can to at least try and make some plays. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think if, if Goff is, cause I don't think he's a terrible quarterback or anything like that. I think no. he certainly was a benefit. Uh, I think he was certainly a benefit of McVay's play calling, but you also have to have some talent to be able to pull it off. You know, it's yeah. not like you could just plug anybody in there. Uh, no, you know, like, like you can't plug Geno Smith in there and expect the oh. same results for the Rams to get to the Super Bowl. You so. know, I, I, th- I don't know if I told you this or if I was talking with my dad. Geno Smith is the perfect uh, – Geno Smith. Oh, my God. Jared Goff <laughs> is the perfect bridge quarterback. Yes, 100%. You know, he's going from – they're going from the Matt Stafford year. Now you're at the Matt Stafford era. Now you got the Jared Goff era. In a few years, maybe even next year or the year after, they're, the Detroit Lions are going to pick another quarterback in the first round. Yeah. Oh, 100%. I, he's I, the perfect bridge quarterback. He's like an Alex Smith. Yeah. You know, that that's actually like you break you bought him up and Alex Smith was the first name that popped in my head. Not the flashiest guy, can get the job done. Needs a little bit of a team around him though to to really help him with it. Yeah. And um you know, look at Alex Smith was the bridge quarterback to the Patrick Mahomes era, and now yep. look at how good Kansas City's doing. So, yep. a couple of years, the Detroit Lions might pick another quarterback, and Jared Goff is just their perfect bridge quarterback for that. Yeah, absolutely. And one of those quarterbacks that could be the bridge for Jared Goff to for the Lions is Bryce Young, the quarterback for the Alabama Crimson Tide, who just threw thought- a pass <laughs> to nowhere. <laughs> And I believe it is now going to be fourth down uh, for the. Crimson. I thought you were going to say Arch Manning. Uh, Arch Manning. Well, Arch Manning. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Clip this. Uh-oh. Arch Manning will be the starter, the starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions. Wow. You want me to clip that? I am absolutely clip clipping that. that. Clip that. Why It'll be you, five years and we'll all forget about it. Why? Yeah. Why do you? Why do you say Arch Manning's going to be the starting quarterback for the Lions? Now I got to hear this out. Because the Lions are still going to be bad. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. I just got a gut feeling that Arch Manning will be the starting quarterback for the Detroit Lions. <laughs> no, no deep analysis. No, no deep like, analysis. Or anything like I just that. want just, to say that. Yeah, gut feel. You want to say it out in the public. You want to say it on the air, recorded for all the people to listen that Arch and, Manning. And call me an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all for it. Yeah. Well, you're not any on any social media, which is smart, other than uh, Instagram. But when I, when I, when we message each other, but like Twitter or anything like that, you don't have to worry about like the people tag you being like, "What the hell was this sort of take?" You know, blah 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 blah. And so, oh man, no, I I, I look at this uh, I look at this Lion squad. I think there's, I I think they got something going here. I I am a fan of Dan Campbell. I mean, you 
clearly see that is the guys are locked into to his uh, game plan and his strategy. And so um, I, I, I like the way that this Lions squad is being built. Uh, I agree with you on Goff. I think he's a guy that is a very good bridge quarterback. He's a guy that can win you some games, but he's not the long-term solution. And mm-hmm. so uh, they're probably going to find a quarterback. The draft in Alabama just scored a touchdown. No! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well, that was fun while it lasted. Uh, Jameer Gibbs getting the catch from Bryce Young. And so, oh, unless man, unless, unless the Crimson Tide missed the extra point, uh, this this uh, this could n- may not be good for Texas. But uh, uh, I'm sorry, Gibby. Oh, well, I guess that's one way to end this off. Uh, thanks again <laughs> for coming on, Mike. Uh, We'll yeah, be man. back. We'll be back uh, on the next episode. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to look over the week one of the NFL. I know uh, that the Bills and Rams game happened Thursday night. We'll break that down with everything else happening in the NFL from Sunday, the Sunday nighter, and the Monday nighter next week. Um, I will be joined by a special guest on that one, and uh, he's a guy you're familiar with, Mike. Uh, he's Am a, I? Uh, all I'll say is he's a Rams fan, and uh, I think. Oh, I think I know up. where this is going. Yeah, I, think, I think I think I know where this. Is yeah, going. I'm I think not gonna say his up. name. Yeah, but I'm not gonna say his name. But yeah, I I know where this. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think you know. <laughs> Um, but, uh, no, he's a really smart guy on football. And so I figured, you yeah, know, he is. he's, 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 he's the guy who, uh, especially with the first game involving the Rams and the way that they got beat Thursday, we'll talk about that. Yikes. It was quite shocking. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm I just sure- want to can I just say something about that game? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I wasn't able to watch it, but, uh, you know, the Rams coming off a of Super Bowl, you got to make a statement, you know? Yep. And they got manhandled by the Buffalo Bills. I'm not saying the Buffalo Bills are bad. Right. Obviously not. Like they're my pick to win the Super Bowl. Bowl. Favorite. But they got manhandled by the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. And no one really expected that. So no. what are we you know what? The special guest that you're gonna have on, you gotta ask him what <laughs> what, what went wrong. Think of, what went <laughs> wrong and what do you think is gonna happen the rest of the way? Yeah. Absolutely. I uh, oh, I'm gonna peg peg him on it. He'll. I'm sure whatever happens with the Cowboys Sunday night when I ev- inevitably lose my mind, <laughs> uh, he'll probably bring it right back. But whatever. Yeah, he will. <laughs> whatever. But at least I know I have that to look forward to next week. But, um, but yeah, uh, I mean that Bills Rams game. Josh Allen just having a unbelievable toyed. Game. Yeah, toyed with that defense, and it's just like. Just a great play calling. Uh, Ken Dorsey, the new offensive coordinator for the Bills, already looked like it's paying off. You don't want to make these bold predictions of the first week because things could change on a dime. As a Cowboys fan, I can definitely attest to that. Um, and so, uh, but I'll, all I'll say is, like, against a stout defense that was coming in, like, you still have Aaron Donald there. They brought in Bobby Wagner, and, you know, we, we were saying how high uh, Jalen Ramsey would be, but uh, he got burn Thursday night badly. Uh, I believe he had like 124 yards left and two touchdowns. Like he was burned bad. I had, Thursday. and I also drafted Stefan Diggs. Oh, so you're, <laughs> so you're, I had a great night. <laughs> so you're running high on that one, but uh, we'll fully break that down with our guest on uh, the next episode of the podcast. I'm sure he'll have a lot to say about that yeah. Rams loss, <laughs> but, uh, but thanks again, Mike, for coming on. Uh, of course, man. But uh, you you, I, you don't have anything to plug, right? You you just said. Hey. I mean, I got I got I got my Instagram that you we could plug. It's uh, Mike underscore Ryan underscore Sarkissian. Uh, 
pretty long. I, I get it. I got to <laughs> probably maybe whittle it down a little bit, but that's what it is right now. Hey, you know what? That works. <laughs> that works perfectly. Like, um, yeah. And so like think Sarkeesian, like uh, Steve Sarkeesian, who is currently pretty much the head coach of the uh, Texas Longhorns. The, and, lo- uh, the Texas Longhorns who are losing by one point right now. Currently, right? I am aware of that scoreboard. Thanks, Mike. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can listen to the next episode. That'll be coming out next week. If you want to stay up to date with uh, the latest going on on Gibby's Football Podcast. You can listen, uh, obviously listen to the show wherever you find your favorite podcast and follow us on the social media. Search up Gibby's Football Podcast. It should be there. Um, if you're a wrestling fan, you can tune in to This Is Wrestling on the TSN 1200 Ottawa Podcast feed where I do the show with Lever Sage. A lot going on the wrestling side, Mike. I know you're not a wrestling guy, but... Uh, well, I, I I wanted to mention it. Like, I'm not a wrestling guy, but I could listen to this man talking about wrestling for hours. <laughs> oh, really? It. Oh, wow. I can, man. I used to listen to your your old podcast yeah. that you had when you are at school. And, yeah. like, I've listened to the cl- like uh, listened to some clips of the one you got right now. So Oh, there you go. Well, let's yeah, start man. right now. Let's do another two hours on pro wrestling right now. No, um, you could, you could. The listen. Rock. Yeah, exactly. A deep dive. That's all I know. Um, but uh, weird. It's. I'll say this, Mike. It's been a chaotic year in the wrestling scene. Vince McMahon, uh, no longer in charge, and uh, and that's just the tippy top of it. Um, there's oh, a lot geez. more in the scene. So uh, I'll let you deal with that. I'm cool with the football world. <laughs> you got it over there. Yeah. Don't worry. We'll just talk about Deshaun Watson and the Washington Yikes. commander. It's Snyder. You know, we'll just talk about that. Woo! All only clean topics here on the show, but uh, yeah, I know uh, you can listen into uh, this is wrestling. You can find it on TSM 200 Ottawa podcasts. Uh, there's a lot to talk about in the wrestling scene right now. Uh, big backstage fights, legitimate backstage fights going on in all elite wrestling. So we'll be breaking that down. Um, but until then, we'll see you enjoy the football Sunday. We'll have a full recap roundup review and even some week two picks on the next episode. But until then we'll see you on the next episode.